0: Welcome to episode number 182 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic entrepreneur, helping you figure out this life thing and live a recovery lifestyle, if that's what you're going for. That's certainly what I'm going for. We got to keep the signal clear, my friends. So I was reading this thing the other day, like you guys know, I'm obsessed with the brain, right? I love the brain and just understanding how it works, because it helps me to change my behaviors, right? When I understand how it works from that kind of science level, it's just a more practical approach to me. And I don't get so caught up in the Emotion of it and thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. This is awful. I hate this. Is it working? This is never going to work, right? I don't get caught up in all of those thoughts that can be really discouraging because I get how it works in the brain. And I'm really trying to make changes at that level, right? So they're sustainable. So I'm reading when I was researching this episode and I had read this a million times before, and I think you've probably all heard it somewhere or another because it's a pretty well-known fact. But I'm going to read this to you. I found it on the website, and I will credit that in the show notes. Um, did you know... Neuroscience has shown that most of our decisions, actions, emotions, and behavior depend on the 95% of brain activity that lies beyond conscious awareness, meaning that 95 or as much as 99% <laughs> of your life comes from the programming in your subconscious mind. That's our little fact, our little factoid for the day. I mean, seriously, this is why habits are so incredibly important and why I'm always talking to you about creating a recovery lifestyle because you want to reprogram yourself out of old habits, behaviors, and reactions into your new lifestyle. It's also probably why no matter how much content I create around recovery and building your tribe and loving yourself, there's one thing my audience is always requesting to help grow their recovery, and that's the topic of habits. They want to know what habits I've created and what habits other successful recovery warriors have created and committed to in order to change their lives, right? And really, we do habits and rituals for a few reasons. It creates more organization. It creates more intention and balance between life and recovery. And it creates a sense of safety. Because one of the things that's so challenging in making big changes in your life is the uncertainty of what things are going to look like moving forward. It's the unknown that we're so fearful of. So when I can create habits and rituals, it brings a sense of safety and certainty. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going to be. I know what it's like. I know what it's going to feel like. I know how I'm going to feel, right? It's safety and certainty. Well, my friends, today is your lucky day because I'm bringing you a behind-the-scenes look into habits from some of your favorite recovery warriors. And these are my favorites too, by the way. They're sharing their number one habit that has helped them move forward and create the life they wanted, right? This episode is gold, When I say you're getting a behind-the-scenes peek into habits that made a difference for some super successful sober people, I am not kidding. In this episode, I literally had a few of my peers record a voice audio of what their number one habit was for really moving the needle forward as a sober-minded person. You're going to hear from Jared Collier. Jen Couch and Brock Bevel. And all of these are personal habits and professional habits. Like they're not just recovery stuff. This is lifestyle stuff. These are habits that, because you know, in recovery too, when you start correcting those behaviors and thought processes, you start reprogramming your little brain, it affects every area of your life. And that's the important thing to remember. So don't try to put these habits in a category of, oh, that's, you know, for work or that's a work habit or what. These are life habits. And listen, let's just be honest about this. Implementing a habit takes time, commitment, and effort. So I've got a free PDF resource for you. And I'm going to walk you through some of my daily habits, both professional and personal. And these are just the things that are super important to me that have helped me make the biggest changes in my life. And many of them that I share in this PDF are things that I still abide to to this day, right? And that's really the art of creating a toolbox for yourself is having so many tools that when you get bored with a few things, you have a few other things to move to. So where I might do a couple of things every day of my life forever, there are a bunch of other things that I go through phases with. I'll go through phases for months where I'll journal like every day or you know, four or five days a week probably. Then I'll go through phases for a few months where I don't journal at all. The last few months I've been in a thing, I haven't really been journaling, but I did pick up my journal the other day. So I think I'm going back into (laughs) a regular journal practice. So don't think of all the things as things that you have to do every day, no matter what. That's how we get overwhelmed. Think of it as building your toolbox. You want so many different tools that you can ebb and flow with your life and have plenty of things to choose from. And that's the stuff that I'm including in this PDF as far as my personal favorite habits, right? You'll find Tangible steps for each one, examples of how to get the juices flowing, and my personal favorite, I've included a 14-day habit tracker. You guys, you can print this off and use it to keep yourself accountable as you start practicing some of these habits. This resource is gold. Okay, (laughs) so I wanna make sure you get it. Head on over to addictionunlimited.com forward slash habits to get yours downloaded, print it off so you can start using it and practicing these habits for yourself so you can create that recovery lifestyle that gives you freedom. That's what we do when we get sober, we quit drinking, we quit substances, whatever your substance may be. The whole point of doing that is to create freedom. There's no reason to continue being trapped in the isolation and desperation and sadness of that drunken lifestyle. And I remember that feeling every day of my life. I will never forget what that feels like. And when we shift to a recovery lifestyle, the whole point of it is freedom and to grow yourself into the person you want to become. That's what we're doing. So again, addictionunlimited.com forward slash habits. I will link that in the show notes so you will have it there as well. And as usual, you know we're going to continue this, this discussion in the Facebook group. So if you're not a member there, get your happy buns over there and join. And let's start right now with my dear friend, Jared Collier.
1: What's going on, Addiction Unlimited listeners? My name is Jared Collier, and I started the company Strength in Time. I'm here with my good friend, Angela Pugh, and she asked me to tell you all about my number one habit in recovery, which is gratitude. Now, gratitude for me has meant so many things, especially early on, and means so much more now with me having eight years uh, sober. I first found gratitude through a therapist early on in my recovery when I didn't know what gratitude was or really where to start with my sobriety. He actually gave me this golden gem that I have held on to forever and the conversation was similar to this. I went to him extremely upset about the circumstances in my life and how I felt nothing was moving as fast as I would like it. And he stopped and told me, he said, "Hey man, <laughs> And it's funny to even revisit this moment because, again, it's near and dear to my heart. He said, hey, man, if you're going to be upset about that, why don't you get upset about all the rest of stuff that you don't have? And I said, like, what? He was like, you know, the Lamborghini, the mansion, the 10 wives. And we started listing off all of these things and, and we laughed. We got a good laugh about it. And he gave me this exercise and he said, You know, I want you to find something new, and the word is gratitude. Now, mind you, I've been a selfish human being for years because I'm an addict, and that's just what I knew to be selfish and careless with anything and everything and anybody that I came in contact with. So as he did this, his, his homework for me was to go on a walk and listen to the trees, feel the wind, listen to the birds, and just really get in tune with nature. And to me, it sounded crazy. As a young male in my late 20s, you know, I'm I'm hip hop all the way. So I didn't do any type of physical exercise or walking or riding or anything without music. But I tried it. And it was such an eye opening experience just to be involved in, in listening to the trees and just seeing and being thankful for everything that was around me. That it gave me this overwhelming experience of just feeling extremely grateful to be here, because at one point in my you know addiction, I didn't want to, you know, and that's how I found gratitude. So now, how I use that habit, it's a daily. I start my day with the reading, and then I list out three things that I'm grateful for um, that day. And most days, it could be the same three things, or if I know I have a challenge. You know, I'm grateful for that challenge as well, because in recovery, I've learned to overcome challenges and use them as strengths. Um, But being grateful has led me to to many uh, relationships um, that we can share and bond and create new ideas with right? Because at the foundation of everything that I have personally done in this space of recovery and sobriety, it all falls back on gratitude. So I hope this is helpful for whoever is listening. Again, my name is Jared Collier. Thank you.
0: And thank you, Jared, for sharing that with us. You guys know this one really just lights my little soul on fire because I love gratitude. And the reason for that is because when I think about my mindset in my drinking life, when I was that person, like my mind was just always racing. I was so consumed with myself and what I wanted and what I needed and what I wanted other people to do, what I wanted to happen in my life. I was always just manipulating, you know, being the master manipulator, trying to move all the pieces and I never, ever took a moment to have gratitude for anything. And when I look back on that now, I think about how many of the pieces of my life, how many people, how many experiences I really didn't even get to appreciate because I was so consumed with all my drama and all the racing thoughts and thinking, what's next? What do I have to do? Where am I going and, and being, you know, hungover. I mean, my life really consisted of three phases. It was planning drinking, drinking, or recovering from drinking. You know, that was pretty much it. There was no space for gratitude. And I love that Jared talked about the nature piece, go out for a walk, listen to the trees. Because when I was drinking, I would have never had that awareness. I would have never recognized the beauty in those simple things. And it's fantastic to have the ability to see that and recognize it now and have a moment to go, wow, I do have a really great life. Even when every detail of it isn't great, you have a great life. We have incredible things at our fingertips and I think I've shared this on other episodes too. My sponsor got me with gratitude with the most basic of things. And one day I'm on the phone with him and he says, why don't you go open your refrigerator and be grateful that there's food in there? Why don't you look around at your home And be grateful that you live a luxurious life. Why don't you go look at the car in your garage and be grateful that you have a mode of transportation to get you from point A to point B? And it sounds a little bit crazy, but it was so powerful to me because those are all the things on a daily basis that I took for granted. I was so entitled and so selfish I didn't even think to be grateful for the most simple things. And I had had periods of my life that I didn't have stuff. You know, I had period of my life that I didn't have a car. And, you know, I lived in LA and I had to rely on friends and I took the bus to work and I had that. You know, it's not like I didn't know the other side, but my head was so jumbled and it was such a mess. I just didn't have the awareness to actually be grateful for the most simple things I had. So thank you, Jared, for sharing that with us. I hope you guys loved that. Let's move on to the next person who most of you are for sure going to know. We know her, we love her, we follow her on Insta. I love talking to her. She is amazing. Here's Jen Couch.
2: Hey, Addiction Unlimited listeners. This is Jen Couch, a.k.a. Sober Sis, and I'm so honored that Angela invited me here to share with you today. And listen, I just wanted to get on and tell you my number one habit for staying sober-minded and really sustaining an alcohol-free lifestyle, because that's my goal, is to have a lifestyle where I feel awake, alert, and present in my own life. That's what sober-minded means to me, and um, I wanted to share with you my number one, not I've got a list of habits, but my number one habit that has really helped me that I've been doing really for much of my life. And when Angela asked me to share, this is the first thing that came to mind because it's something I do every single day without fail. And um, that is I wake up, of course, I have my coffee and scone, but right after that, i I have found for me, and I know a lot of people meditate, uh, pray. That's what I do. I I open God's Word, I open the Bible because that is my personal favorite book. I open it up every single morning, come rain or shine, uh, no matter how I feel. I did it when I was drinking. I did it when I was hungover, and I've certainly done it now, clear-minded. And boy, has that made the pages <laughs> a little bit more in technicolor for me. But that is. When asked, that is my honest to God answer that that is what I do is I have to wake up and dedicate my day to partner with God to live this incredible life. Um, There's no way I can do it without him. And um, for me, that looks like creating a habit and a routine and a ritual that uh, quite honestly fuels me throughout the whole day. Um, when I was struggling with drinking, I would say it fueled me up to a point, but then I would turn and lean on the drinking in the evening. Now that I'm sober minded and living this alcohol-free lifestyle, I find that that time in the morning is still as precious, still as needed. um, But now I'm taking it throughout the day. And again, I've got a lot of other habits that, that are science oriented or, you know, routine oriented, but that, that for me is just, it's my tried and true because for me, it's the foundation, it's the base, it's my identity. And if I've got my identity right, if I've got my settings right, if you will, if I've dialed in to the right setting and I'm on the right channel and the right frequency for me to do what I need to do that day, then I can I can do anything. But apart from, from him, apart from that, really, I can do nothing. And I know that. like I know that full well. And so for me, it, it's a must. And it's not feelings-based. It's a commitment that I've made to myself and my sober-minded journey and just living this really authentic freedom lifestyle. It's made all the difference in the world.
0: As usual, Jen is breaking it down for us in such a real way and making things make sense. I absolutely adore her. And I love this concept too of, of prayer And I am not a religious person, right? That's that's not my belief system. I, I don't have any problem with it. It's just not what makes sense to me and what works for me. But there are a lot of people that is their belief system. And I do believe in all of this that there's incredible power and strength in having a higher power, whatever that is for you. And for me, that's the universe, right? Because there's some science behind the universe and energy and frequency and how everything is connected. I mean, it's science. That's what makes sense to me. That's how my brain works. But to be able to have that understanding, and this is so important when things are uncomfortable, to have the understanding that everything happens for a reason, to have the understanding that you are exactly where you are supposed to be, because we get so hung up when you don't get your way, you get so hung up on that and what's happening and this is bad and I can't believe this is happening to me and I need a break and if something could just go right, if that could just work out, we get so caught up in this stuff, but listen, Sometimes things don't work out because it's not the right thing. And that has been proven to me in my life a million times over. And there's an old Garth Brooks song from when I was a kid in my, I don't know, probably late teens called Unanswered Prayers. And that's exactly what it's about. And he says, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers because we will want things and we will pray for things that aren't necessarily the right things. So when something doesn't go your way, to have that bigger picture outlook and to have that faith that, okay, cool, this didn't work out. This didn't go the way I wanted it to, but there's a lesson to learn here. And if this wasn't the right thing, the right thing must be around the corner. It takes so much pressure off and And for me, for sure, it took away a lot of that anger and resentment, right? Because I would get so mad when I didn't get my way. We are not people that like not getting our way. Like, I am not down with that. I want what I want when I want it. And that's just some emotional immaturity, right? I had to grow up and grow out of that. And that faith piece, having that experience of understanding that I'm okay, and I'm going to be okay. That was a game changer for me. I love that. So thank you, Jen Couch, for sharing that morning prayer, so incredible, or whatever your version of that is. Maybe, like she said, meditation. Maybe for me, I do love to meditate and I visualize. I'm a visualization person. That's kind of my form of meditation that I like more. I do short meditations throughout the day, especially if I feel my anxiety getting up, if I feel myself getting tired, right? I like to just sit down, shut my eyes for a minute And just think through things, get centered, and kind of refresh myself. But when it comes to spending a piece of time really getting quiet and getting focused, for me, that's more visualization. This morning practice is so important. Thank you, Jen, for sharing that morning prayer. Now, you know, this next guest is one of my favorites. And this is so funny, you guys. I asked him to do this and he literally just sat down. He banged it out. I, th- I think his whole thing is like a minute and a half or something, <laughs> but I love him. He's super insightful. He's super fun. Such a great person. Here's Brock Bevel.
3: What is up, Addiction Unlimited listeners? Hey, I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for inviting me on really quick. I'm Brock Bevel from Chase the Base Podcast, coming to you from Arizona. And I want to share with you my number one habit in addiction recovery that I learned a few years ago. I wish I learned this on the the get-go, but it is present over perfect. Most people don't understand what that means, but but it, it means I need to be present, right? It is it is so much more important to be present in your daily life than perfect in our daily lives. Things are going to happen, things are going to be thrown at us that if you could just remember that you being present remember in active addiction we were not present. The invitation given to me was I was I'm I'm ADHD, I'm kind of all over the place and I was always present but I wasn't in the moment. And so present over perfect means be where your feet are. I'm excited to hear about what your number one habit is and your intentional living and how your sobriety makes sense to you. Thank you. I'm out.
0: And thank you, Brock, for sharing that with us. I love this one because it's a mindset. Right? Present over perfect, we get caught up in this perfectionism and I have to do this this way and this has to be right and I need the gold star and I need the approval and recognition and perfect, perfect, perfect. But the truth is, perfect is not even a real thing. There is no perfect and whatever perfect looks like in your mind doesn't mean that everybody else's mind has the same idea of perfect. So it's kind of this unachievable, not real thing But being present is huge. Be present in the moment in your life. Take a moment to recognize where you are, what's happening, the beauty of that moment. Maybe you're connecting with another person or your kids. Maybe it's a moment at your job where you can look around and go back to Jared with that number one we listened to with gratitude. Maybe you look around your job and go, wow, what a great opportunity. That I have this job that I can come to and I can get this paycheck and I have some benefits and I have vacation and I can provide for my family. That's all stuff to be grateful for and being present in that moment to recognize those things. I remember many years ago, I have always been an overwork person. <laughs> you know, I've always been that way, probably part of it, you know, being ADD, but I just don't sit still well. I like to be on the go and that can get me in trouble too. I've recently had some issues with that because I wear myself out. But when I was younger, when I was in college, I didn't go to college till I was 37. And I recognized this in myself, okay, I had a full time job, the only real job I've ever had in my life, I had a full time job, I was building my intervention practice at the time. And when I was in the prime of doing interventions, and that was my primary income, I traveled almost every week. Every week, I would fly somewhere, do an intervention with a family, take that person, fly them to treatment wherever we were taking them to treatment. Then I would fly back to Kansas City. I would be in Kansas City for, I don't know, a few days, maybe a week at a time. And then I would fly out again and do an intervention somewhere. And I was just in that cycle. And that's, I was building my practice, right? I was building my professional life. I was a full-time student, had a full-time job, and I was building my intervention practice. And what I recognized was that everything I was doing, wherever I was, all I was thinking about was the next thing. I was never present. Even when I was in class, I would be sitting in class going, okay, where do I have to go next? Do I need to change clothes? Do I need to stop by the house? You know, like everything was, where am I going? What's next? What's next? What's next? I was not present in any moment. And I want you to really think about this. Are you being present when you get up in the morning and you're making your coffee and you're in your morning routine? Are you really present in that moment? Are you present in that time with yourself or making breakfast for your kids or in the evening, making dinner for your kids or spending time with your significant other? Are you really present in that moment and appreciating Just that moment without being on the hamster wheel of the 250 other things you need to be doing and where you're going next and what you have to do to prepare for that. I have to really compartmentalize those things, right? I have to have this space like at such and such a time in the evening, I prepare this for the next day, right? So I can be present in that moment too. But then when I'm relaxing, I get to be present in that relaxation also. I hope this has been an awesome episode for you guys. This was so much fun making this. And, you know, of course, for me researching that neuroscience and all of those things that I love and to have that refresh and that moment to be <laughs> lost in neuro. I love all of that. And don't forget the PDF resource, okay? Addictionunlimited.com forward slash habits. This is a great PDF. With some of my favorite habits and the habit tracker. You can print that and reuse it to just keep yourself accountable. And maybe you share it with some of your friends and you help keep each other accountable. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week.
3: You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.